Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. We have something extra special and a little bit unexpected for you. As part of the Plymouth Festival of Words, James and I recorded our first ever Histories of the Unexpected Live, and you can now download it on iTunes for just 99p at historyhit.com forward slash unexpected live. If you download it, you will hear about the history of signatures, which of course is all about the reign of Henry VIII, forgery and rebellion. You'll also hear about the history of clocks, which is about the Industrial Revolution, and how could we forget it, the history of the Reformation. Everything's about the Reformation with you. And it's also, of course, about nuclear weapons and the Titanic. Of course it is. So everybody, go to iTunes today and download our special Histories of the Unexpected Live, or go to historyhit.com forward slash unexpected live. everyone and welcome to Histories of the Unexpected. We're doing a special edition now uh, on the history of boxes. We've already done the history of boxes as a major podcast, so you should go back and listen to that. Um, but this is a special edition because James is currently um, knee-deep in a project at Powderham Castle in Exeter, where there are all sorts of magnificent boxes and you found some great things. I have had so much fun over the last three weeks in the archives that I was just I just wanted to to tell you all about it, really. Um, I've mentioned this lots and lots and lots. Um, we've been working for three weeks, uh, University of Plymouth and University of Pennsylvania and Penn Design and uh, Cornerstone Heritage. And we've been going through all the archives. Uh, we've been looking at the history of Powderham Castle architecturally, how it was transformed in the 18th century. One of the things that we've been coming across again and again and again is different types of boxes and it is incredible and it made me it made me wish that when we'd recorded our previous podcast that actually talked about these things i've literally i mean there are several exciting things that i want to to sort of tell you about um one is that in the main archive room you've just got boxes and boxes of documents. Now, part of this is about, you know, these are just standard monuments or archives boxes. Um, but then opening a cupboard, um, I noticed this wooden box in there, a little wooden box, and brought it out. And on it, it said, prayer books, family prayer books, and then in brackets, old. And I opened it up. And what you had inside was maybe two dozen tiny little prayer books from the early uh, 19th century, 
Um, they have inscriptions in them, so you know who it's to and often who it's from. And sometimes there are other notes. And what you get from this is a sense of a deeply, deeply pious religious family in the in the the early nineteenth century. Also, I and in a family that that wasn't religious and put it in a cupboard and put it in a cupboard. Well, you have to. I mean, part <laughs> of it was that the chapel the chapel is still used, but a lot of the paraphernalia from the chapel was was put there. And these, you know, and these are also, per, you know, these are personal prayer books. Was it and a storage box or a box for display? It was, uh, here it is, here. So it's a little wooden box. Oh, right, like a little, little writing box. Key. But also, look at these, cartridge boxes. Mm. Cartridge boxes had personal prayer books in them. Um, so it, no, it's what, a, a car, it's, what's a cartridge box? A cartridge box that, that holds holds. Guns, cartridge, oh, gun, right, 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 right. like an, an ammunition box. Okay, so boxes um, used for different so things. So like little cardboard boxes you used for that. But also look at these metal metal trunks. There's a metal trunk full of medieval and 16th century deeds. Wow. Um, what about this here? Have you seen that? Tiny little... It's like tuck. a case, like a sort of presentation case. Presentation case. With velvet, crushed velvet on the inside, dark blue, and a shell. With a shell. Like what do you think the shell? The shell is used in baptism. Ah! So it's the shell that you put the the water yeah. over the supposedly the infant's head. So all of these things are have been boxed to be protected or to be to kind be of presented or, or or preserved. Preserved, yeah. And then if you go to a, another part of the house, the house, the part of the house that's it's it's off the the main drag, so it's off the main sort of tourist route. Um, in the 30s, there are there are rooms upon rooms of boxes and boxes and boxes. And what's fascinating here is that what, what seems to have happened is when particularly the male members of the family went away to school, they were each given their own trunk. This wasn't sort of you were given your father's trunk or your grandfather's trunk or you had your own trunk so with your own initials on it. And a lot of these are still intact. Um, and they they contain, you know, what we've got is probably from the late, probably from very late 18th century, early Victorian period, we've got a series of trunks, as here, that you open them up and they they still contain some of the sort of artefacts, papers, personal possessions from the family members. Mm. Um, so they are an incredible treasure trove and this for me is absolutely fascinating as a historian because what effectively you have here is a wild archive nobody has gone through this nobody has sorted it nobody has sifted it um and it, it, it is there i mean we're, what we're what we're primarily doing is we're going through it for the family mm -hmm. so that the family can see what there is so we need to be deeply respectful of this because it's family it's family material but we're we're doing it as a as a, as 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 part of our work, um, so that it will be properly archived and kept, you know. Because some of these are they're very very valuable, um, you know. I mean, valuable in a, in a sense for the you know the the story of the family. There are some of the finds that I found up there are. Well, look at this. But it's a classic example of histories of the unexpected because you yeah. just never know what's going yeah. to be in the box, exactly. and it'll take you to a different part of the family life, or you can think about it more broadly and think about what it's telling you about the 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 the, the immediate vicinity, the period in which it was discovered, yeah. the you know the, yeah. the, the the local county, the villages around. Yeah. Mm. What did you find then? What's in the boxes? So what's in the boxes? I mean, again, you know, you see here there are all sorts of sort of personal. Um, possessions, personal artifacts. But if you have a look down here, 
one of the things that I came across, and these are very early Victorian, were tiny little um, pieces of paper, love letters, and in it, locks of hair. This takes us back to our podcast on on hair. Yeah. You see here, you've got rather a sort of long lock of hair. Yeah. It's dated, which is fascinating. We've got the we've got the the date on it. What was the date? The date is eighteen sixty eight. I think it's it's very faint here. But 1868, and this is slightly earlier. What we have here, this while well, this is a is that a surprises long me. I'd assume it would be earlier than that. You would it does yeah, 1780. I mean, quite a lot earlier. No, I mean th- this here is supposedly the uh, Marchioness of Exeter's lock of hair, hmm. and that is early Tudor. So that's wow. that's that's 1530s probably. Wow, amazing. Um, the problem the problem with it is that it has been it comes down with no provenance. Mm. So it's in a folder and it is marked the Marchioness of Exeter's hair, Gertrude Courtney, uh, who gets into all sorts of trouble with Henry VIII uh, around around Anne Boleyn and Catherine of Aragon and the Holy Maid of Kent. Um, But this one here is just a sort of little snippet of hair. Oh, and also... um, a floating dairy thermometer. <laughs> this is in Betty, Betty uh, Sa- what? Cousin, cousin Betty Somerset's uh, box, memory box, um, which is just a sort of a unprepossessing box. Um, you pull it out, um, and it's it's got a so it's a sort of wooden box. It's got a sort of you open up the lid, and then it's got a shelf that you pull out, and it seems to be all her possessions. Mm. There's there's sort of jewelry in there. There's a tiny little um, miniature portrait and um and then a sort of a long velvet tube and you pull it out and there is a floating dairy thermometer wow i, I know i have no idea what me neither i mean i mean the, the, the weirdest thing is why she's kept it in a memory yes, box exactly it's extraordinary isn't it alongside all sorts of little books and bits and pieces um obviously I mean, meant something to her. yeah i mean part of this is uh, part of the thing you know when i reflect on on this part of it i feel i feel quite uncomfortable mm. Because you feel that people have kept this for a reason. It's like reading, you know, I've made a career out of reading other people's letters. You know, in a sense, you are, you know, as a historian, there's a, there's a tension between, you know, wanting to uncover the past. Um, but also, in a way, some of these are deeply personal, you know, deeply private. And you sort of feel that, you know, in some ways you are eavesdropping. And I think there's a real... You know, there's a real duty of care as a historian with what you, with what you, you know, yeah. with how you treat it and what you do with it that I think is important. Anyway, um, thank you for listening. That's all right. Uh, I mean, that I, was it. Yeah, I'm jealous of you, of you, of you rooting around in all I these boxes. Have had, I have had, we have had the most <laughs> enor- enormous fun. The other big thing, um, account books. Mm. Account books are incredible. Uh, those of you who think account books are boring uh, have not lived. I think I think they're boring. You th- I know you think they're boring. <laughs> I have found probably 50 account books for the 18th century uh, and early Victorian period, um, 600 pages long each that detail all sorts of things. You can rewrite history. Wow. Rewrite a history of everyday life from account books. They are fascinating. Brilliant. Everyone, thank you so much for listening to our little special on the history of boxes. Bye. Bye. (laughs) 
If you enjoy this podcast and you like learning about the past, check out my latest venture. It's called History Masterclass, and it's a new type of historical event where you can actually learn in person from the best historians around today in unique and stunning historical locations. You can find out more at thehistorymasterclass.com and follow on Facebook and Twitter at thehistorymc.